Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. It says in the year that the King Uzziah died. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. He was high and exalted, sitting on the throne. And the train of his robe filled the temple. And above him there were serpents, each with six wings. Two wings that covered the face and two that covered the feet. And two they were flying. And they were calling to one another. And they would say, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. See, the angels themselves couldn't stand and look up on them. They had to cover their face with the wings. And as they covered their face with the wings, they would declare that God was holy, holy, holy. And then we get into the New Testament in Revelation chapter 4, verses 8. And it says, each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covering covered with eyes all around, even under their wings. And the Bible says this, that day and night, they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, who is and is and is to come. See, his love is holy. His grace is holy. His sovereignty is holy. His mercy is holy. God's perfect holiness is at the heart of all of his other attributes. See, he is perfect in all of his ways. Everything about him, he is in a class all by himself. He is holy. See, you're not going to be able to be holy till you recognize that the God that you serve is holy. So the Bible speaks of his holiness. It says, who is like the Lord Almighty? Who is like these majestic in holiness, awesome in praise, working wonders. What is he saying? He's saying, listen, what he's trying to tell him, there is nobody that's like our God. There's nobody that's holy like him. And then the Bible tells us that there is no one holy like the Lord. Indeed, there is no one beside thee, nor is there any rock like our God. He's holy. There's nothing that can be compared 
to him, he's holy. And here's the good news I came to bring you this morning. He's expecting you to be holy. Every Christian that calls on the name of the Lord God, he is expecting them to be holy. You might say in your mind, well, well, pastor, that's impossible. But I believe because God has called us, God has spoken to us, he has commanded us. It is not something that is optional that we can be holy because he said that he is holy. He is calling his people to pursue holiness. In other words, to seek to please him in every dimension of our lives, not just in some areas of our life. He's saying be holy day in and day out. Be holy on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Don't just come up in the house of the Lord on Sunday and act like you holy. He said be holy. In every dimension of your life, your pocketbook ought to be holy. When you're filling out your taxes this year, that ought to be holy too. Don't try to figure out how to beat the system. Just do what is right. He's telling us to be holy in all that we do and all that we say. Our conversation ought to be holy. And for you cussing Christians uh, that believe that it's okay to cuss, uh, you need to be holy because I didn't ever find God in the text cussing. And out of all the words in the human vocabulary, you have to use derogatory words to explain who you are. That tells me that your mind is limited if you have to use something that's so defiled. When God says that I am holy and I expect for you to be holy, so your conversation should be holy. You got to crucify your flesh and forget about your expressions. Well, this is the way. Well, I just express myself. Don't call me. Don't clap back at me. I'm just telling you I'm a preacher and I cuss. The devil is a liar. But he said, be holy. For I am holy. Holiness is a habit. Of being of one mind with God. Let me say that one more time. Holiness is a habit of being of one mind with God. And according to what we find his mind described in the scriptures. It is a habit of agreeing with God's judgment. It is hating what he hates. Loving what he loves and measuring everything in this world by the standard of God's word. See, church, you either believe the word or you don't. You can't just pick and choose out of the word of God what you want to do. The word comes to conform us. The word comes to change us. The word comes as a hammer. It's sharp. It comes to chisel out the things that's going on in our mind and our heart and our will. We got to apply the word of God in our life. 
but those who love Jesus Christ and call him Abba Father. We ought to conduct ourselves in reverence of God by taking him seriously. We have lost the reverence of God. We don't even reverence God anymore. What happened to the fear of God? There is a healthy fear of God. We stop fearing God. See, used to, when you used to fear God, used to fear God so much, you would say, there are certain things I'm not going to do because that's going to uh, affect me and that, that, that's going to make God uh, look at me in a different way. There are certain things I'm not going to say, say because I want to honor God. There are certain places I'm not going to go because I want to honor God. I fear God enough. I don't want God to show up on the scene where I'm at because if I'm in the wrong place, I don't want God to be in that, show up in that wrong place. What I'm doing, I don't want God to show up where I'm doing this. I fear him enough. What happened to reverence and fear? Well, we fear God. The Bible says he's coming like a twinkling in an eye and he's coming so quick you won't even know it that he came on the scene he's coming so quick but you want to make sure that you find yourself pleasing him you want to make sure that I'm pleasing God in all that I say and all that I do, that I am in reverence of who he is so you got to take him seriously He's God. I've already told you that there's no one that's like him. And listen, we don't have a hell nor a heaven to put you in. But God will. You get a choice to decide where you want to go. But we have to be in compliance to the truth of his word. In other words, we have to do what his word tells us to do. So if he tells us that we got to be holy, we got to be holy. He expects all of his kingdom kids to look like him. And if we're going to look like God, we got to pull off. Mm -hmm. We got to pull off, pull some things off. We got to let some things go. We got to stop doing some things that we desire to do because it is not the will of the Father. We got to stop watching some things that we don't need to watch. We got to repent for our sins. But he's a holy God, and he expects for you to be holy. See, the non-believer should view you as a little strange. They ought to say, there is something that is different about that young man. There is something that's different about that young lady. They're strange. Why? Because you're not seeking to conform to the standards of the world, but you're seeking to conform to the image of God. See, God has not called you to fit in. Let me say that one more time. Y'all didn't get it. He didn't call you to fit in. All of you Christians trying to fit in with everybody. He didn't call you to fit in. He called you to be different. He called you to be the light, not darkness, but he called you to be the light in darkness, but not to fit into every situation. He called you to be unique. So much so in 1 Peter, Peter tells us this, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9. He says, but you are a chosen 
generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. That is who you are. That is who Christ says that you are. You have been chosen by him. You are a royal priesthood. He says you are a holy nation. He's already called you that. He wants us to know and understand what our identity is in him so that we can walk in it. You don't have to be confused about who you are. That is why Peter was urging the Christians, the believers, the followers of Christ to live holy and in fear because God has redeemed them. We have a reason to live holy. Thank you once again for joining us on this broadcast. This is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to come to you wherever you are to share the word of the Lord with you. And we certainly hope that you have been enriched. Pastor Jackie has been in a great series on holiness. And then we are encouraging our members. And I want to encourage you too in your church to use this year to go out into the harvest field and reach people who do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost, and he wants to use every believer. We are Christ's ambassadors. We are his representative. We are his salt and his light that will impact the lives of those he's trying to reach. He needs you to be on your job so he can get on his job. If you would like to hear today's message in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can visit us online at lowcf.org. Now, I want to take a moment to invite you to be our special guest. People are getting ready for the Super Bowl, but we're going to have a football Sunday on February the 11th in our 10 a.m. service. We're inviting every football player, whether it's middle school, high school, college, or pro, or coach, or referee, or cheerleader to come and be our guest. Where you're favorite team's jersey. We're going to share a message of the Lord Jesus Christ and we're going to pray for every football player. We're going to pray God's blessings for safety and health for every football player. Come and join us. We're going to have tailgate after service out in the parking lot with food, fun, and fellowship at no cost. So be our guest. Again, that's Football Sunday, February 11th at our 10 a.m. service. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.